your portal to the world of tech and social media. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. On Radio Sunday social halfway through the school holidays. Oh, my heart breaks. My heart breaks. It has been wet. It has been wet pretty much the whole way, depending on where you are. Certainly where I am, there hasn't been much blue sky, but never fear. We've got some school holiday boredom busters lined up for you. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through until 8 o'clock here on Radio Live for show number 220. I feel like flapping my arms around like Kermit the Frog. Show number 220, yay, of Sunday Social. You can text me. You can always text me, 3920, keyword live. That'll pop up right in front of me here. Or tweet me. I love it when you tweet me. I love it when you tweet me good. Uh, on at Vaughan Davis. Later on in the show, she's already waiting in the wings, Kate Owen, she, what she doesn't know about social media and apps is not worth knowing. And she and I are going to talk about that aforementioned school holiday boredom buster. She's going to share with me her new online obsession. And we've got a very important warning, a um, an email scam warning that uh, a few of you might have been receiving this week. And... Uh, and really the lowdown on what to do if you receive one of these emails. First, though. Remember flying toasters? If you're a Windows user of a certain age, then you'll look back fondly on what was the undisputed king of desktop screensavers. City at Home followed, showing all sorts of fancy graphs as your computer used its spare processing power to, I kid you not, look for aliens. And that's about it. Until many years later, along comes New Zealand company Exio. Here to turn that sleepy screen space on your mobile phone into a rather gorgeous win-win commercial opportunity. Founder Anna Lubitsch joins me from Wellington. How do you do? Hi, well, um, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. No problem at all. Now, have I pronounced Exio properly? E-X-C-I-O. Yes, that's exactly right. I, it's an interesting name. Are you, did you were you once a CIO at a at, at a big company, and now you've moved on, so it's ex CIO, or does it mean something else? Um, no, no, um, that's what uh, many people confuse it with. Um, but actually, that um, that comes from the Latin word um, that translated as excite and evoke. Excitement. Yes, yes. Excite, evoke, excitement, so that bring um, memories back. So that's, um, that comes from that. Now, I, now I've been playing with uh, XEO all day. Well, I've been doing I've been doing my work all day, but I've been looking at mm -hmm. in between. And on the face of it, what it does is takes my ordinary mobile phone wallpaper picture 
and replaces it with a selection of pictures that your app provides. So that's the heart of it, right? Um, almost. Um, almost? That, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's the basic um, thing. But it's not that the app provides. It's actually what our members provide, which are um, museums, photographers, artists. So it doesn't come from us directly. We work as a channel that brings all the visual content and stories from those members um, to um, the home screens of mobile devices. So going through the process, and I, I did this earlier today, I, I go to my app store, to my uh, Google Play store, or my Apple app store, I search XCO, E-X-C-I-O, download the app, and the next step is I get to choose what sort of pictures I would like on my wallpaper. And, you know, there was, there was everything from, from kittens, of course, uh, wildlife, New Zealand history, Wellington murals, that was quite obscure. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's all I need to do as a user, right? The next, the next thing I know, you know, next time I, I open up my phone, it's got the new photos on. What's, what's going on behind the scenes? Um, that's a very interesting question. So yes, as a user, you just select basically from the start what you're interested in. So what you selected as your interest is basically you started following some collections uh, that bring you new images from different content providers, like um, can be museums, um, again, photographers, um, some organizations and individuals. But then if you actually tap, double tap on your screen, it brings up all the information about that photo and it shows you a few links. Um, if you want to explore further the information about that photo, you can go to those links um, or you can take an action. In some cases, there is also an audio file that you can click on um, an audio sign if there is any. And you can um, listen to what the image has to tell you. Ah, right. So that 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 is the that is the light bulb moment for me because, as I say, I've been playing with it all day and I couldn't I couldn't see how I could go from oh that's a pretty picture of of something to how can mm -hmm. I get more information. So in this case, I one of the things I've selected, uh, one of the channels I've selected from XEO was, uh, I think New Zealand history. Mm -hmm. and uh, I saw a lovely black and white photo of some obscure architecture that I you know, I didn't know what it was, but I quite liked it. So I double-tapped it, very carefully double-tapping between the um, the icons on my phone screen, right? So you've got to sort of get your finger in there. And it tells me, uh, thanks to Wellington City Archives, what this building is, um, who took the photo, a lot of information about it, and then encourages me to visit the website that the photo comes from. So that's that's the end game, isn't it? It's it's going through and finding out more and engaging with the provider. Yes, exactly. So um, once you selected your interest or collection or channel that you're following, um, then you kind of um, start direct con visual conversation with the content providers. And you can follow particular organizations like um, Wellington City Archives or Tupapa or individuals, um, some photographers or artists, and then you, once they upload something new to their um, portfolio on Axio, you receive it straight away on the screen. Um, and you can also swipe um, down from the top of your screen that will give you a bit of brief information about the image as well, and you can tap on that if you have um, too many icons on your screen. 
which which let's face it, I always do. So where where did the idea come from? Because you're not the first company ever to serve content to people's um, you know mobile desktop photos. Where where, where where did the idea come from? Um, yeah. So we, um, myself and our co-founder Vlad, um, we use mobile phones quite a lot. And as you know, in the last decade, they developed quite significantly from very small screens where you could only text to large screens with um, all the visuals and images and photographs and everything. Mm -hmm. And as we use it every day, we see um, a lot of, um, you know, attempts from advertisers to bring their messages through pop-up advertising, um, push notifications and everything else. And it gets quite annoying. So people keep blocking that. And we thought um, there must be a better way of how to connect actually content providers to people whether that's um, commercial or non-commercial, we um, didn't think about it at that time initially, and we just thought about it as a channel. And we knew there are, of course, other apps that um, place wallpapers on your phone, but they don't give you any information about the image in yep. most yep. cases. Or there are other wallpaper, um, not wallpaper, lock screen apps that you can install, and they show you some information in the lock screen, but then it's only for a short time and until you actually unlock your phone. Well, and, and, and it's an increasingly short time because, you know, certainly the last couple of phones I've had have had um, face recognition, so you never get to see the lock screen. The, you know, the moment, <laughs> you, the moment you pick the damn thing up, you, you're into the phone, right? So the, the idea of the lock screen yeah. is, is redundant, really. Um, it, it isn't. With the development of technologies, like, it's um, very hard to say um, if, it, if it's beneficial or not, but um, it is what it is. Like that, there is a very short time when you can actually um, see something and even take an action on that. Mm -hmm. So we saw a potential in the wallpaper space and making it interactive and engaging and interesting for users, so they can engage with that. And we knew that must be focused around their interests. So when we um, were invited to the Mahuki program at TIPAPA in 2016, you know, their accelerator program, um, that's where we kind of started thinking about the potential that there is in terms of lots of online digital collections that museums have and galleries and all those individuals that have lots of interesting visual storytelling. Um, and it's all kept somewhere on their different diverse websites or their social media profiles, which is overloaded and overcrowded at the moment with lots of um, user-generated content. So we thought that can be a really great thing um, to bring those providers on board, um, to, to give them a channel, to bring them on board and avoid any advertising at all. Um, I mean, it's uh, just no advertising, just to make it for purely for cultural, engaging, um, interesting, meaningful content. So everything related to um, culture, art, history, or um, any of those areas. That well, well, well it's, it's, it's an interesting line you draw because, I mean, my, my day job is I, I run an advertising agency. And, you know, let, let's say I'm um, to Papa and I've got a great mm -hmm. exhibition on and I want people to come to it. Can I not mm -hmm. just serve up some some images from, you know, say the the Scale of War ex exhibition and you click through and buy tickets? Is that something you Yes, 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 definitely, that is. So, um, in so a way, that, that's advertising? 
In a way, it's cultural advertising. Yeah, I, I probably. Um, okay. Well, how, how, how about if I'm a, a I don't know a, a, a Wellington restaurateur? Let's say I'm Sweet Mother's Kitchen. And I've got these beautiful curly fries. I want to show a picture of. Would 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 that be good? Um, it's uh, all connected to storytelling. If you have some interesting um, story to tell about what you do, um, and if we all know that food is culture, right? So, um, if if it's if you have cool images and great stories behind them and you want people to hear them and it's um, not um, what I meant by advertising is like, you know, countdown, they can save um, pure advertising that we don't want people to see on the screen probably most of the time. Um, but uh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. Now, now, Anna, that, that, uh, that, that, count, <laughs> that uh, pack and save stick man, he's, I, I think it's arguable that he's as much a, a piece of uh, New Zealand popular culture as as, as Colin, <laughs> Colin McCann. Oh, he definitely is, yeah. He's, he's pretty cool. Hey, speaking with uh, Anna Lubich, founder of um, Image Serving or mobile phone image serving uh, platform Exio. Back real soon. The latest apps, the World Wide Web. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. And welcome back to Sunday Social. Listen to Radio Live with you right through here till 8 o'clock. I'm Vaughan Davis and talking to Anna Lubich, the um, founder of image serving and sharing platform Exio. Welcome back, Anna. Thank you. Now, we were talking before the break about your technology, which in, in a nutshell allows me to choose the sort of things I'm interested in and then your partners, your content providers, serve interesting, cool images to the desktop, the wallpaper of my mobile phone, and I can click on them if I if I want to find out more, such as you know museum museum exhibits and galleries and so on. The other thing that it seems to provide also is just damn pretty pictures from uh, from photographers. That's a big part of the platform too, right? Yes, um, yes, we always keep in mind that our end users who download the application and use it um, in their daily life, they use it on the home screen um, space, which is quite personal and private, but at the same time is most visible space during the day. If you use your phone, you um, keep it on the table at the meetings or in a public transfer, then everyone is going to see that or even your family members. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to always um, be cautious about what people are going to see on that. So we um, keep threshold for submitted content quite high um, to keep it, first of all, of course, high resolution and good quality images, but then also meaningful and not disturbing um, for people. So do you go through, as as owners of this platform, do you go through and eyeball each of the images that will be uploaded? Uh, we do at the moment, yeah. We do um, monitoring all, for all the images um, to make sure they are of um, good standards and quality. And, 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 and as I was saying earlier, you know, the, the ones I've looked at do seem to be of a very high quality, although, you know, give me one more Wanaka starscape and I'll scream. <laughs> but as, the, um, as the photographers who are providing those images, now, I mean, I, I can see how a Tapapa or a, another gallery might have an end game because they want people to engage with the content, you know, come see the, come see the collections. What's in it for a photographer who's just got a really gorgeous picture that they want to share through the platform? What's what's the upside for them? Um, so for them, first of all, it's a new way to bring audience to their website or even social media channels if they want. Mm -hmm. um, 
quite a few of our members already reported that they get um, almost double traffic to their website since they joined Exio, which sounds quite cool. Um, and we were happy that it works this way. So people um, actually open the information, they click on the links and they go to their profile. So then it may result to them based on what they're looking for, um, either sell their images or maybe sell um, some calendars, books, etc. Or maybe it can be linked to their exhibitions as well um, or find out more um, about f uh, like for end users if they're looking for good photographers, they can engage with them and then discuss um, personally what, what they want. It's, it's one thing, but also we provide all our members, um, our content providers with the dashboard, um, which shows all the detailed analytics. So it's um, quite unique data that we generate behind the scenes, um, which shows not just for, for example, how long your images were displayed on the screens because they're there during the day, but yep. also um, how many times people actually clicked on images, how many times they read your story, where, where the images engaging, how many times people clicked on the links or call to actions, followers, likes, etc. And we are now um, building the geolocation as well. So people will be able to see where the followers are and where impressions are happening. And um, based on that inside, they can use it in their future marketing campaigns. Right. So if I'm a photographer of that goddamn willow tree in, uh, in, in Wanaka and I see that, uh, you know, all my uh, views are from Lithuania, I go, okay, I need to target some advertising towards Lithuania and sell some prints. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, like an interesting example um, was that we did with the Wellington City Libraries. So they published um, 20 collections um, based on different categories like fantasy and mystery they thought were going to be the most popular ones. Uh -huh. uh, but then what we discovered actually that the history and um, the heritage collection was the most popular. Um, and based on that, they were um, able to uh, put a big banner on their um, level one and um, showcase all the historical photos. And when we thought about what could be the reason behind those um probably because you know people have easy access to um mr fantasy or other books in the library or in the shops or online but the, but the history stuff uh, not not so yeah much. you don't always go exactly to the archives or search for historical photos but it still looks very cool and interesting like what was happening on in that area 50 or 100 years ago tell me about the the business of Exio, how this works, because as as a user, uh, I'm not paying anything, you know, to have all these mm -hmm. all these gorgeous images on, on on my on my phone, and you know that that's you know it's 2018, no one pays for anything. Um, where where does the money come from? Who pays for what? Um, so yes, our end users um, they download the application for free from the Play Store. And um, our content providers, they pay subscription fee um, or membership fee to display their content on the screens of the audience uh, based on how many collections and images they need and basically based on their requirements. So we have different plans for um, individuals and organizations. So if, um, if I, yeah. so if I've got a little, um, I don't know, a little ceramics gallery in Carterton and mm -hmm. I, want, I want to share my work, um, I'm just a small business, how much is that going to cost me? 
Um, if you're a business uh, and you want to create a profile on behalf of your business, um, then a small collection of, um, say, 20 images is going to cost you just a dollar a day. So it's 365 a year. Mm-hmm. And then you can expand more and add more collections if you need. Um, or as an individual, if you want to do it just on behalf of yourself, um, then we form it as a membership. So you join um, as a photographer or, for example, an artist. And you pay yearly membership fee, and for that you um, get, we promote you as an individual through our channels. We do interview for our NZ Photographer magazine, and you get discounts from our partners and so on. So it's a bit different um, approach for individuals and organizations. So traffic, traffic for this is clearly going to go through the roof now that we've uh, talked about it on Radio Live. But but winding, <laughs> winding back 24 hours. Who's using it? Sort of what sort of uptake is there on the on the app download side and on the channel side? How many of each do you have? Um, we had quite a really good growth rate. So um, the app was launched um, kind of officially. The latest updated version was launched in October last year, and since October we had uh, now more than one hundred twenty thousand downloads, mm-hmm. uh, which was quite cool. Um, and it's um, not just in New Zealand, it's beyond as well, especially because um, the um, app is um, quite popular with images. People share it online through social media, so we get a lot of organic traffic. And we have quite a few users um, in Europe and in Asia. Uh, and on the content provider side, we start working, started working with um, Wellington companies for obvious reasons, <laughs> because we are based in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we expand to other areas um, in New Zealand and overseas as well. So we have um, a few organizations from the U.S. Uh, we have a few people from Europe who are submitting content. And we have um, quite a lot of companies around New Zealand um, that includes both related to museum sector and, as you noticed, Wellington City Council and um, New Zealand Photography Workshops um, who showcase images from their workshops and then link it back to um, the events. So you've been up and running since October. You've got a, a bunch of users, a bunch of content providers. What's your what's your plan for the next year or so? Uh, well, we have um, big goals for the next year. Uh, we're still growing and we want to reach, um, get as close as possible to 1 million users next year. And in terms of content providers, we are looking for um, best um, of the best um, and most interesting content uh, to bring it to the surface. So we are looking for um, creating some projects with artists um, to bring some interesting art to the platform as well, because, you know, photography is um, quite popular in terms of their people have lots and lots of images usually on their hard drives that they can upload and share. And with artists, it's a bit harder and, and it takes a bit more time. So we want to help um, them to bring their profiles on XU as well and um, work with other organizations and expand overseas. Hey, well, I wish you the uh, very best of luck and I look forward to the day when the uh, the pack and save Stickman has his own <laughs> content channel. Talking to Anna Lubich from uh, Exio, thanks so much for joining me on Sunday Social. Thank you very much, Vaughn. Thank you.
Hey, and you can listen back to that whole entire interview at radiolive.co.nz under shows and Sunday social. There'll also be a wee bloggy there so you can find all about Exio and how to get those awesome, awesome images onto your phone. After the break, Kate Owen with those school holiday boredom busters and warning, warning, Will Robinson, why we transfer is out to get you. Well, it's not really, but someone's pretending to be them. Ah! Back soon. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Exio uh, out of Wellington. No need, no need for your mobile phone to have the same picture on its desktop that it had when you bought it. Those those unlikely colour-saturated landscapes from places that you or I will never go to. They've got an app for that. Hey, very big Sunday Social. Welcome to Kate Owen. Welcome back to the chair. Thanks for having me. You had a busy week? You had a busy digital week? Ooh. What sort of question is that? What, what sort of, You didn't prep me for this one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I'll ask you a different question. Did you receive, Kate, and, and I should um, give some context that, um, you know, I'm just the interloper here. Kate uh, has been sort of the, at the heart of certainly social media and also a lot of app and online content stuff for MediaWorks for a very long time, haven't you? Yeah. It started about 10 years ago. Uh, Back when it was dial-up, dial-up. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Crikey, yes. Yep, no. Where are we going with this, Vaughn? Oh, I'm just I'm just uh, tabling your credentials because <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't want to come across as, 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 as the, the man in the chair because I'm very much uh, I'm very much at, at your knee. At your knee, Kate. Oh, this is getting awkward. Hit me with... This is getting awkward real quick. <coughs> well, okay, let's let's just drive the awkward bus back onto Comfortable Street. Um, did you receive, because quite a few people did this week, did you receive an email from someone saying, I've just sent you some files via WeTransfer, uh, here they are, download them? I did not receive this email. Well, you've got very, very good spam protection at Radio Live, clearly. Clearly, because a lot of people have. Um, and what this takes the form of, and I was just opening my laptop to see what mine looked like. So it's an email that comes from WeTransfer. So WeTransfer is uh, a site that big companies use to transport files that are too big for emails, typically pictures or... Videos. Or video, yeah. Videos. Big yeah, mainly videos. Yeah. Anything over about 10 megs. So it's, it's what, what we used to call an FTP, a file transfer protocol. We're getting so technical now. We are getting technical. And it seems to come from them. And it says um, someone, and in, in I, won't, I won't name them, but in my case it was a senior manager at VTNZ and I also got one from a, a senior manager at a breast cancer charity. Someone has sent you files via WeTransfer uh, and it all looks very legitimate and you click to get your files. Oh, sounds good. I yeah. should click, shouldn't I? Shouldn't yeah. I? Should I? No. Why not? It's WeTransfer. Yeah. Uh, hey, I've never heard of these people, but they seem like real people. Well, herein lies the rub. Yeah. Uh, you know, these kind of click, click scams are getting more and more sophisticated. In fact, this is um, the, uh, the allegation is that this is how the Russians got into Hillary Clinton's email server, was her campaign manager clicked on something similar. Yep. So they appear in your inbox and they look legitimate. They look like they're coming from a proper company and a proper person. But as soon as you click that link, nefarious things are afoot. Well, as, as soon as you click that link, you download something, which is a file, which as far as I can tell, does live at WeTransfer, but that file could be anything. So it could be some sort of nasty, dirty Trojan horse mm. that probably more if you're a PC user than a Mac, uh, in truth, is going to open and operate and do things on your computer, which is no good at all. 
Yeah, it's it's a scam as old as time. Maybe not as old as time. Maybe as old as computers yeah. and email. Yeah, as old uh, as binary time. Yeah. Um, so it is it, it is quite tricksy how it works and it all looks legitimate. But the rule of thumb is if you're getting an email from somebody that you don't know uh, asking you to download something and you, you're just not sure, jump on the, the phone and give them a call and uh, and find out if that was in fact for you. Find out if it was them, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've got a little um, mnemonic. Is it a mnemonic or an acronym? I don't know. Maybe they're the same things. Maybe one one's Roman and one's Greek. I don't know. Uh, WASP. Have we ever talked about WASP? No. Don't get stung. Go for the wasp. So this is this is how I love this because I made it up. Um, w stands for wait. So if this thing, if something shady comes through your internet web and you're not really sure of what it is, is this a scam? Just wait. Think about it tomorrow. You don't need to do it today. A is ask someone. So mm-hmm. ask Google. You know, mm-hmm. ask Google. Ask a friend. Ask a teenager. Uh, S is stay put, and in this case, I'm in email, right? Mm-hmm. So by clicking on that, I'm not staying put. I'm going to another website. So stay where you are, because you're, you're, like you that. usually go from the trusted to the untrusted in yeah. these things, right? Yeah. And, and finally, if if all these things are satisfied and and you think it's legitimate and it's leading to a <laughs> transaction, pay safe. So if it is something that you know you 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 think is legit, but you've got a bit of a nagging doubt. Um, stay away from the Western Union. Stay away yeah. from the you know cash in a brown paper bag. Do you know? Do you know the one that scammers are getting people to pay with more and more and more? Mm-hmm. Game credit cards. So Steam credits right. and uh, Google Play Store and Apple Store. Yeah, they're cash. They're basically cash. Yeah, I've heard of them um, asking them to go down and purchase iTunes cards mm. before mm. and then mm. and then upload those numbers. Yeah, because they're untraceable cash. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I had a, a slight brush with this um, oh, a few months ago. I went to use my credit card and boom, it wouldn't work. And I contacted the bank and they said, oh, yes, well, we detected some fraudulent activity overnight. Oh. And what had happened is somehow someone had obtained my credit card details and they'd done two things. They'd um, spent an awful lot of money in a bar in Fiji, <laughs> go them, um, I sort of endorse that, and uh, and they spent like a thousand dollars on Google Play buying buying these these essentially cards, which Goodness. turns your credit card into untraceable cash. So if you get an email from WeTransfer, it's uh, well unless you're expecting it, uh, think twice before downloading. Celebrity influencers, Kate, yeah. you're one. I'm one. Well, we're not. No, we're not. We know no. them. We've seen. We them. work with them. We work with them. <coughs> we've seen. We've seen them at movies now and then. Hmm. Um, Facebook is getting a little bit more serious about the whole celebrity influencer game. Tell me what they're doing. So at the moment, uh, if you've got a big following on a social platform, you can actually monetize that. So so uh, brands can come to you and say, "Would you please Instagram about our new beverage?" And uh, you say, okay, that's cool. Um, you take yourself a, a selfie with the, the new beverage and you post, oh, this tastes, this tastes delicious, mm-hmm. hashtag spawn yep. or similar to show that it's sponsored. Yep. Um, at the moment, those platforms don't clip those tickets at all. So they don't make any money off of that. And Facebook's decided we don't have enough money. You know what's... What's cool? A million dollars isn't cool. Yeah, the one thing Facebook doesn't have enough isn't cool. money. A trillion dollars is cool. So this is the new um, ploy, ploy slash 
money-making opportunity, where they are now trying to help influencers and brands um, get hitched. I love how they help. Help, Helping's really nice. So at the moment, they're not actually taking a cut of the proceeds, but no doubt that will come. They are helping brands who have something to sell be matched with the right Facebook account to um, start promoting that. And how exactly are they going to do that? So I'm I'm a brand with something to sell. I've invented a a new kombucha because the world needs a new kombucha. No, it doesn't. Um, And all I need is the right influencer to spruik my kombucha. How does this work? Uh, so there's a new platform. If you get on the Google machine and you and you give that a Google, um, it'll take you right there. And basically, uh, you sign up as an advertiser or as an influencer, and put in your details. I want to reach 50 plus people who live in Tauranga, and it will spit out the Facebook page for you. Of course, the influencer the, for you. The, so this this is like like all these things. It's you know of. America, for America, by America. Yes. Here in New Zealand, no matter what you put in, it would come out with Art and Matilda. Probably. Bless. Yes. Bless. 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 Art and Matilda <laughs> brand uh, kombucha. So it's it's called um, Brand Collabs Manager. It's uh, out new from Facebook. If you do have a big social media following, mm-hmm. and, and really that in New Zealand is 20, 30, 40,000 kind of and, and up, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, where, where it gets uh, where it gets interesting. That could be a good way to turn those uh, those clicks into dollars. Could be. Or if you've got a product that you're trying to launch, I think that's probably where the majority of people are at. Yeah, so you if, you, if you've got, a, if you've got a, a small business, if you've got a, I don't know, if you've got a, a hotel in Hawketika mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I'd love to get some of that hot influencer action. Mm-hmm. How do I even do it? So you go to Facebook and look up brand collabs, collaboration, mm-hmm. Manager, kind of cool. Yeah. Although sometimes that, ah, those influencers can get all snooty when things go wrong at hotels. There's not a week goes by when there's not a story about a an influencer, you know, with the, with the toilet paper put put on the roll the wrong way. And uh, <laughs> look, I think any so time needy, you're so needy. in the editorial space, that's where it becomes tricky. If you're buying an ad, that's an ad. But as soon as you're asking somebody to endorse, you're asking for their opinion. It has to be very carefully managed. Jolly, oh sorry, I was just having a sip of my delicious Coke Zero. <laughs> oh, Coke Zero. <laughs> Hashtag not spawn. Hashtag, hashtag refreshing. Um, one last thing before the break. I have spoken about this ooh, annually, annually on this show, always at school holiday time because I think it's such a good thing. So if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, if you're an auntie, if you're an uncle, uh, or if the courts have just given you custody of a young, a young person for the holidays, this is how to get them off the couch out into the streets and paddocks and parks and it's all based on an app and it's all free it's called geocaching kate yes you're looking at me expectantly computer science waikato um in the 2000s yes that feels like geocaching ground zero geeky sort of i uh, can neither confirm nor deny have you ever geocached? I have geocached, I'm, and it was fun. Tell us about geocaching. Uh, we used an app that I can't remember the name of now. Geocaching? It was possibly the geocaching app, not to put too fine of a point on it. And it basically was a long walk, followed by finding a little capsule that was filled with little notes from other people and, and comments, and you got to leave your own little note. Um, sometimes you can find little capsules that you can take something from and add something to, and then you check it off your checklist. They, they, they used to quite often be, this, be uh, 35mm film containers, but yes. now, now those aren't a thing. Yeah. So geocaching is like a GPS-driven treasure hunt where you say, okay, I'm in, um, you know, let's say Hawketika, let's stick with that. Hmm. And you put in your location or 
press the location button. And lo and behold, there's 30 geocaches, you know, within five kilometres of you. And chances are there are. Mm. They're everywhere. So you get the rough location, you get the rough description, then it's up to you and the kids. Well, actually, you just sit in the car and the kids go up the hill and try and find the thing. Um, It's really good fun. These things are. And, you know, the modern spin on it is Pokemon Go. But if you want to take Pokemon Go old school for, you know, a little bit of entertainment for the whole family um get out there and geocache pokemon go physical so i, I was i was looking it up it started in 2000 and which is no surprise because without um universally available gps there's yeah. not much geocaching to be had now there are more than three million of these little physical troves around the world Thirty thousand in new zealand that's also awesome. wherever you are there is probably a geocache near you. And if you're wondering what to do tomorrow with the kids, get out there and do that. After the break, the apps, websites and social media news you need to get through the week. Back soon. The Internet Explained. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis on Radio Live. Don't worry, be happy. There's a bazillion apps and websites out there. Most of them are rubbish, but Kate and I have spent the whole entire week, instead of working, we've been finding you the good ones. Kate, we were going to talk about HQ Trivia, but I got distracted in the break. (sighs) HQ trivia. We will still talk about it. It's so good. It is so good. We it's will so still good. talk about it. All right. But I'm going to talk about what we were just playing in the break. Uh, oh, I made a bad guess. I'm playing a game while being on the radio. Naughty. Multitasking. Naughty. So, what you're allowed to do when it's a show about games and websites and stuff, this is called GeoGuessr. Now, a slightly unusual spelling G E O G U E S S R dot com. So, it's a website. And what it does, it just couldn't be simpler but couldn't be cooler. It throws up a series of five pictures and these pictures are Google Street View images. So it's like you're standing on the street. You can move it around. You can zoom in. You can move down the street a little bit but not too mm. far because I think that would be cheating if you just kept going till you got to a big city. Um, and what you have to do is drop a pin on the map and say, I reckon that is Managua or Hokitika. <laughs> or Woolloomooloo. It's good. It's really good, isn't it? it? It's fun. Like that game that we just played just now while we were on the break. On the break. On the break. Um, you know, it's interesting what you pick up, the colours and the language that's on the street signs and are there people around? Yeah, that was quite an easy one because it, it, all the street signs were in Spanish. So you mm. think, okay, we're either Spain or we're in... Well, actually, because I played GeoGuessr a bit, you're either in Spain, you're either in Central and South America or you're in the Philippines. Oh. Don't rule out the Philippines. I wouldn't have thought of the Philippines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So... We look at the surroundings. We go, oh, what in what side of the road mm-hmm. do people seem to be driving on? And is the vegetation sort of tundra or tropical? And you put a pin on the map, and it gives you points based on how close you were. I think I just I just chose North Dakota, and it was actually somewhere up in in uh, in the Yukon. So I was a little bit far off for that one. Um, and you go through five rounds, and uh, you either do really well or you don't do really well. And you can play it with friends. Uh, there, there is a sort of a head-to-head version. I haven't explored that because I have no friends. Uh. Um, but 
the single version, you could just get the, the whole tribe around the table mm. and, ju- and just play it. Just play it. It'd be good. Yeah, it'd be a bit of fun for the school holidays. It's free. It's educational. Um, it's It works on anyone with an internet if you if you're in a town with an internet this is uh this is the game to play geoguessr g-e-o-g-u-e-s-s-r dot com i love it but you're a bit more competitive than i am am Kate i Owen. well <coughs> hq trivia this app is awesome it's been around for a little while now it was uh developed and designed by the guys who did Vine, which was the ill-fated six-second video um, app that was attached to Twitter for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, it's an interactive game show that's played out on your mobile phone. So you're watching a real host in real time and you're playing against everyone else who is logged in at that time. So video of a a real, real person, real host, and they are hosting a game show and you are the contestant along with 600,000 other people. And at the end of it, they ask you 12 questions. You get eliminated as soon as you get one wrong. It's a little bit like who wants to be a millionaire. And it starts with, say, 5,000 US dollars. And this is real money. It's not, um, it's not a scam. Uh, and the more people who get eliminated, the more your odds or the amount of money that you could potentially win gets bigger. So you're not just playing along at home. You are the game. You are the game. <coughs> so essentially, um, you know, you, if you can answer 12 questions correctly, however many of you remain standing at the end of that 12th question, the 5K gets divided amongst you. What sort of questions? What sort of oh, questions do they ask They start you? off really simple, um, but they'll throw it. They'll throw you for a loop, and they'll give you three options to answer that all seem like they could be true, and that's right. how they knock everyone out. So, Bastards. I haven't really gotten beyond five or six questions at a push. Uh, most I get knocked out by question number three. So this is live. You need the app HQ yes. Trivia free for uh, Android or iPhone. And I don't quite know how they make their money and neither do you and neither does anyone. I'm suspicious <coughs> that they integrate product into the show. Yeah. Um, but the, the catch is you can't just go, right, I love the sound of this. Kate has talked me into it. I'm going to play it now. It's only at certain times, right? Because it's a live show, it's basically like a broadcast television show, except it's coming straight to your mobile. Uh, so for New Zealanders, it's 1pm most days. It's available. If you're in the UK, you're watching a slightly different show. So we get the US version, which means we're in their time zone. So sometimes they'll play them in the evening as well, but, but more often than not, it's that 1pm appointment. So if, if you're wondering where all your workmates are tomorrow at 1pm, they are in the smoker room playing HQ Trivia, hoping that today is going to be the day they win those $5,000. Or if you like my workmates, just out in the office. Just going just for it. Just openly. Just openly. Just openly. Yeah. Uh, but how long do you have to answer the questions? You've got about 10 seconds, so that's, they're not really not Googleable. To, oh, it's just no. about Googleable. Oh, crikey. Have you, you tried? Yeah. My workmates have tried. I'm a little bit more honest than that. Not that there's rules. There's no need to be honest. It's you know, $5,000. No, but I'm competing against myself, Vaughan. Let's take this seriously, mate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Right. You, and did you win when you competed against yourself? Okay, so maybe it's not the best strategy, but... Maybe uh, it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. Okay, so it's called HQ Trivia. So when you finish playing GeoGuessr, uh, sit down for a scintillating round of HQ Trivia. All that... All that online gaming and geo-guessing is going to wear you out. So it's obviously sleepy time after that. Mm. Do you know any snorers? No, n- never. Never? No, especially not me. Not no, you? Same, same not me. Same no. not me. So this is all very abstract, this next recommendation. But I know a lot of you listening 
do snore. Actually, no. I know that none of you listening snore, but I know a lot of you listening... Your partner snore. You have to put up yeah. with partner snoring. Definitely the partner. partner. Sto- PSSD, partner snoring <laughs> sleep disturbance disorder, DD. Is that a real thing? Is now. Okay. I heard about it on the radio on Sunday. Um, there's an app for that, of course. And I'm in two minds about this. This app is called Snore Lab. And what it does is just listens to you while you're asleep and then gives you a graph of how and when you're snoring. So it sort of diagnoses your snoring and then takes the next step by recommending different different snoring um, uh, remedies. Fixes. Fixes. Yeah. Fixes and remedies. How, what do, where do you stand on this? Look, I, um, I'm a little bit biased here because I actually had a medical experience where I had to go into the sleep clinic at Auckland oh. Hospital and they watched me sleep, which was delightful. Like someone through the glass? Yeah, well, no, it was a camera. Camera on me, sound, heart rate, um, whether I was clenching my jaw and my eyes were So this doesn't do the clenching the jaw and the eyes, but it does, it does the sound thing. Yeah. Well, look, I think um, don't mess with your health. Go to professionals. Don't go with apps. Yeah, that's a that's that you know that's that's probably I was on the fence, but now I can't even see the fence. It's so far <laughs> away. Uh, and and also, do you really want a an app with a microphone that's connected to the internet, listening to you in your bedroom all night? Well, look, if you've got Alexa, that's happening anyway. Well, so I, no you've one got has Siri. A, you don't have Siri. We don't, well, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, God, you got me. If you've got Facebook app on your phone, allegedly, it's listening to you all the time. Well, next next week, next week on the show, uh, tune in. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little gadget that plugs into your phone uh, that basically retains your audio privacy. Hey, thank you so much, um, Anna Lubich from Exio. Uh, Kate Owen, welcome as always. Saskia in the booth. Graham Hill for the Weekend Variety Wireless. Up next, I'm Vaughan Davis. Nighty night.